the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. We seem to have had a lot of funding roundups in the news lately, and we have one again today. But Sean, can you tell us about what else we'll talk about today? Sure. Today we'll discuss another Medicare win for exoskeleton tech, a big funding round for a kidney stone treatment developer, another big launch at Tandem Diabetes Care, a high-profile board appointment of a big name in med tech at a company maybe you wouldn't have expected, and ear, nose, and throat play made by Integra Life Sciences. So what's the first bit of news that we have for today? Exobionics earned a Medicare win for its exoskeleton tech. Exoskeletons are sort of having their time in the sun, it seems, as this follows victories for Rewalk Robotics and Myomo as well. What does this win mean for the company? Well, CMS approved the use of a new code to bill Medicare for the company's Indigo personal exoskeleton device at a proposed payment level of just under $95,000 for devices that are classified under this code. So Exo expects CMS to announce the pricing officially in February of next year before the anticipated effective date of April 1st. And what is Indigo Personal? It's a modular, lightweight, and portable exoskeleton that offers use in most home and community environments. Its features include an advanced gait mode for users with limited mobility as a result of spinal cord injuries so that they can reach faster walking speeds, reaching new levels of independence, and just obviously changing their quality of life. What optimism do executives have about the future of the company with this Medicare win? CEO Scott Davis said that the company expects that its exoskeleton will be accessible to those eligible within the spinal cord injury community at a substantially lower cost as a result of the CMS code. The company believes this important milestone serves as an inflection point for this unique device that will improve health outcomes and enhance quality of life for individuals living with spinal cord injury. And now let's talk about another funding roundup in the industry. Yeah, Calixo closed a $50 million funding round to support its kidney stone treatment. The latest round shows, I'd say, increased optimism in this innovative way to treat kidney stones. First, let's talk a little bit about the funding the company has received over the last few years. Yeah, well, this latest round of $50 million adds to the $32.7 million raised in a Series C round last year. So we're talking nearly $83 million in the last year and a half or so. So definitely a lot of money coming into Calixo as it continues to progress its platform. So what is that platform that's generating all of this funding interest? So it's the CVAC, C-V-A-C, which uses irrigation and aspiration to remove kidney stones with a specific design aimed to minimize residual stone burden. It's already been used to successfully treat more than 1,300 patients in the U.S. How does the company really envision the technology helping patients beyond what you just said? Well, President and CEO Joe Katanis said that the company's kidney stone treatment innovations will improve care for patients and have the opportunity to transform the way the condition is treated. He said Calixo plans to use the added capital to build commercial traction while maintaining investment in product development and clinical studies to continue advancing this platform. Now we have some diabetes news next. Yeah, Tandem Diabetes Care launched its diabetes management platform for insulin pump users. Looks like it may offer a more comprehensive way to manage diabetes on a daily basis, which anyone with diabetes, I'm sure, would appreciate. What is the new platform designed for? 
Well, the platform is for both insulin pump users and healthcare providers. It brings together features of Tandem's legacy offerings like the T-Connect, T-Connect HCP, and T-Connect Portal, bringing them with new comprehensive data reported all in one central scalable platform. It provides access to important therapy data for ways for users to reorder their supplies and update their pump software. And for providers, it offers the tools necessary to seamlessly view critical patient data, identify trends, and help patients manage their diabetes. So really multifaceted. What are some of the other highlights of Tandem Source? Other highlights include a new web-based pump uploader that offers faster data transfers to the cloud with no computer software to install or update. The system also automatically transfers data from users' pumps using the T-Connect mobile app, keeping online data current and removing the need for manual pump uploads. With three easy-to-use reports within this platform, all information needed for providers to make impactful clinical recommendations is consolidated in one place. And I feel like we've been talking about tandem diabetes a lot recently on this podcast and just hearing about them in the news a lot. This announcement seems like the latest positive step for the company, right? Definitely. Only last week, we discussed the company becoming the first automated insulin delivery system developer to offer integration with the Dexcom G7 CGM, obviously the latest generation of Dexcom G7. Became the first company to do that. Beta Bionics followed the day after, but obviously it's a milestone for Tandem. Before that, the company reported positive clinical data for its T-Slim X2 artificial pancreas and also received FDA clearance for its new Moby insulin patch pump technology earlier this year. So the company is also making a big play in a different area of insulin delivery. So definitely it's been a good 2023 or end of 2023 for Tandem. What's the next bit of news that we have? Former Johnson & Johnson MedTech head Ashley McAvoy has taken up a board role at a consumer goods giant. So we await a sort of permanent executive move from McAvoy after she left J&J, but this is definitely an interesting next step. What company is she joining and has that company provided any comments on her appointment? Yeah, McAvoy is joining Procter & Gamble, a consumer goods company that owns a number of household product brands that we're all familiar with, including in the home care, oral care, personal health care areas and more. John Moeller, the chair of the board, president and CEO at Procter & Gamble, said that McAvoy's transformative leadership, track record of innovation and breadth of experience in serving customers and growing markets will be an asset, and her expertise will further strengthen the capability of the company's board as it looks to improve the lives of consumers around the world. Like you said, McAvoy would be a really good asset to any company, and the switch from medtech to consumer goods is really interesting. I know our team discussed this at length earlier. Can you tell us just a little bit about her career history that led to this point? Yeah, so we obviously spoke quite a bit about McAvoy's departure from J&J. We spoke about it as recently as this week in discussing the new AdvaMed board chair after she left that role as well. But she was the head of the medtech business at J&J. She left in October. She had spent 27 years at Johnson & Johnson and led the medtech unit in efforts to develop integrated digitized solutions and brought the business into the telehealth, robotics, and digital surgery spaces as well. She also served as J&J's group chair for consumer medical devices and group chair for vision care and was worldwide president of Ethicon Products and president of the McNeil Consumer Healthcare Unit. So she certainly has experience in the field of consumer goods to bring to Procter & Gamble, despite her obviously well-known track record in healthcare. It's definitely, like you said, an interesting move from medtech to consumer, but something that she's not you know, entirely foreign to, I'd say. Definitely. And now what's the last thing that we should know for today? 
Integra Life Sciences is set to buy Johnson & Johnson's Eclarent and its ear, nose, and throat technology. This was an interesting deal as Integra looks to push further in the ENT market. What are the financial details of this deal? Integra agreed to acquire Clarent for $275 million in cash at closing. And the deal also includes a $5 million payment upon the achievement of certain regulatory milestones. Integra expects to close the transaction by the second quarter of 2024. How does this acquisition benefit Integra Life Sciences? Well, Clarent will join the company's Codman Specialty Surgical, or CSS, division, and it expects it to enhance its position in the ENT market. The company already offers the MicroFrance line of ENT instruments, but believes that upon closing, the deal sort of propels it into a position as a leading provider of ENT products and technologies. What do analysts think about this deal? Analysts seemed a little lukewarm on the deal, I'd say, mainly because they're unclear on which proportion of sales are tied to elective balloon sinus dilation, which comprises Clarence's main offering, and what comes from newer offerings. They're also a little unsure about the navigation and shaver products included in the deal and how they stack up in a saturated market with competition from big names like Medtronic and Stryker. But they do point out one main positive, which is the price of the deal. At $275 million, Integra picked up a clearance at just a little more than a third of the $785 million paid by J&J in 2010. So certainly good value, I'd say, in terms of what clearance has previously cost. We'll see if it propels Integra into the, into the lead in the ENT market. All some very interesting business moves that we had today in the news. But that is all the stories that we have for today. Thank you, Sean, for bringing it all to us. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Where can they find you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.